0: Welcome to the BCP podcast. I am your brother, James, the black conservative patriot. We are blessed conservative patriots around here. We are based and we are biased for God, family, country, and the constitution. And I want to thank all of you for being here and your support. It is so liberating. I'm not gonna lie. It's painful not being on YouTube, but it's so liberating to have this podcast to just say what I want and practice my free speech. I want to go through a couple of comments and let them segue into the different uh, stories that, uh, some of the different stories I'm going to cover. I got this from TB Kendall, one of our beloved family members um, here on the BCP podcast been with us for a while. Big hug uh, to TB Kendall. I start my day by watching the BCP podcast and listen to the song, Am I the Only One on the Way to Work? And it completely blows my mind that Enrique Tarrio only has raised $88,000 in his fund. Thanks, BCP, for keeping the link on here. Sorry for being off-subject. You're not off-subject. This was posted to uh, one of our our previous episodes. But you're right. Until Enrique Tarrio reaches the $100,000... So that Patrick Byrne can match it and get to $200,000, i am going to keep it up. So if you're watching this on Patreon, you will see that on every post, for instance, yesterday's post, 3122, climbing over border wall in camo, it's a literal invasion. If you look at the show notes, you'll see uh, right there that I have included the link to the Give, Send, Go. If you're on Locals, same thing. You'll see the link to the Give, Send, Go. And if you are following us uh, on the podcast, for instance, if you go uh, to the show notes on any podcast from our our from our RSS feed, you will see the same thing. Now, as the time I'm recording this, uh, we're at almost $95,000 in the Tario Family Fund. We're very, very close. I will have junior number two, when he edits this, show you on the screen the most recent number. Uh, as you guys know, I record this show, and it could be half a day, an hour, two, three hours later uh, before it gets edited. So maybe we'll be blessed that I'm looking at it right now, and it's around ninety-five thousand or almost ninety-five thousand. But by the time you look at it, we'll have reached a hundred thousand. If you can, please give. We need uh we need the Tario family to have. Um, the ability to get out there what's really going on. Now, over on Spotify, I saw this comment from Jane the Swamp a couple days ago. I'm going to put on Facebook every time my representative makes a vote on what bill and how they voted. Ah! Jane the Swamp. I love this. This is us doing our part, every little thing that we can to expose These treasonous, traitorous rat bastards. I don't know what state you're in during the swamp. I don't know who your representative is. But this is the kind of activism we need to have as citizens. We just can't sit back and wait for a white knight, for a knight in shining armor, for a savior to come and save us. We must do our part to save this nation. Okay, got this one from Jay uh, Lowenstein. Lowenstein. a couple days ago on Locals. I like the old music better, no rhythm. So if you've noticed the introduction for most of our episodes is Joe Biden talking about how they were gonna steal this election just like the people did it for Obama. Some of you don't like, some of you love it. Some of you like keep that introduction, never get rid of it. Some of you like, oh, it's tired and it's old. I'm going to keep it. I want it drilled into everyone's head that we were told before it happened that they were gonna steal the election and more importantly, no one's called Joe Biden on it and say, hey, Joe, what did you mean by that? If someone has, please put the link down below. I haven't seen it. But like I explained here uh, to Jay, our show is now distributed, this BCP podcast is distributed on many uh, podcasting platforms that pick up our RSS feed for it uh, through uh, through Spotify. And it's uh, one of our big Places that it's uh, that it's it's on is on Apple Podcasts as far as the podcasting uh, the audio version is, and I had people come and look at my show and and as it was growing, consultants and what have you, and I was advised not to have that music playing because of possible copyright. I didn't get permission or what have you, so I might get permission later for Fight the Power, but I think now we have a royalty free beat at the beginning, and. We will always continue to be reminded, at least for the time being, that Joe Biden is the fake president, and he told us they would steal the election on his behalf. Okay, let's get into, uh, this is from a couple days ago, but I really want to cover this uh, just as a follow-up, if you will, to yesterday's episode. Yesterday's episode was a thematic episode about the invasion on our southern border. It's a coordinated invasion from being funded by the likes of George Soros and other globalists and follow the money. I don't follow the money trail. I don't have the resources to have a team to go and actually dig up all this money and find out where all the money's coming from. But we know it's coming from globalists because these people are being fed when they're in Panama. They're being transported all the way to the border and then the cartels are taking care of the rest of it and then they're distributed throughout the United States. We I I, I I showed that in yesterday's episode. And it's so ridiculous to hear LA Mayor Karen Bass worried about the same illegal aliens that she invited to come to Los Angeles, California, that they're gonna come in planes. Watch. What they're trying to do is destabilize cities because it's Chicago, it's Washington, D.C., it's New York. It's the narrative that these are Democratic-run cities and that we don't know how to govern and that everything is chaotic here. We live in a city that welcomes immigrants, and so I think we have been able to handle it. But I am fearful that any day, planes could start coming. That's L.A. mayor admitting to the and we've covered this before on this show, the Cloward-Piven plan of overloading the American system to the point that it creates a crisis so they can bankrupt us and bring in socialism. And this false narrative that blue cities aren't well run, that's where they're going because you have invited them.
1: This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Do you have a point of sale system you can trust or is it a real POS. You need Shopify for retail, from accepting payments to managing inventory. Shopify POS has everything you need to sell in person. Go to shopify.com/system all lowercase to take your retail business to the next level today. That's shopify.com/system.
0: This is ridiculous. This is ridiculous. And by the way, by the way, while we're looking at this, quickly. I liked uh, this tweet from someone over the weekend, Steve Guest. There was 97 days apart from when the Los Angeles City Council voted to make LA a sanctuary city and when Mayor Bass uh, a few days ago said that she is fearful that any day migrants may be flown to LA. And don't just think that it's, you know... um Oh, by the way, let me go back three weeks ago. Uh, She also said that LA has not extended an invitation asking for people to come and that this is a political act, trying to blame it on DeSantis and Abbott for sending people there. But look, uh, Daily Wire did this investigation over the summer that aircraft records reveal that it is the U.S. government, it's Biden, who's secretly flying these migrants around. The federal government has been ferrying illegal immigrants nabbed at the southern border throughout the country using a a secret itinerary dependent on chartered flights and small regional airports. And I covered that earlier this year. So she can't blame it on Abbott and she can't blame it on uh, DeSantis. A lot of these people are coming because the U.S. uh, federal government is taking them to the blue cities themselves where they have been invited. And yes, it is to overwhelm the system. Oh, and by the way, going back uh, to this uh, tweet from Citizen Free uh, Press, I do agree with them. Abbott DeSantis, send every plane you got. Send every plane you got. And let's stop the border. Let's stop the border. Texas is doing a great job. With, uh, as best as they can with their National Guard stopping people from coming over, doing the job of the federal government
2: Meanwhile, here in the state of Texas, Texas is trying to stand its own ground without the help of the federal government. The video you're looking at here in El Paso as Texas National Guard soldiers continue to use razor wire and physical manpower to try to block large masses of migrants trying to enter the United States illegally. That group of migrants waiting in the Rio Grande, expecting to be led into the country, but the state of Texas blocking them. That again happening in El Paso. And back out here live, CBP sources tell Fox News that border numbers, for the month of August are going to be around 230,000 migrant encounters. That would be the highest number or the highest month for 2023 and would come at a time when the White House is claiming progress and, quote, stopping the flow here at our southern border. That is simply not the reality on the ground here.
0: Oh, and by the way, did I mention that these people are coming into the country and allowed to go free unvaccinated? I mean, they shouldn't have to be vaccinated. No one should have to be vaccinated, but you have to be vaccinated. Now, I got this from Susan Harper Wakefield a few days ago, one of uh, the folks that listen to our show on Spotify. I wonder what kind of deaths we'll see from this new vaccine. Also replying, to our few a few episodes ago when we we're talking about covid and the vaccine whatever from white rabbit on locals any physician who mutilate who mutilates anyone under the age 18 should be hung and quartered i can't apologize for that extreme statement because i'm the i am that passionate about it one of the many statements of a physician's oath is i will practice my profession with conscience and dignity there is no conscience or dignity when mutilating children i'm not going to argue with white rabbit Then our dearest Nancy Lee Drew, a very beloved member of our community on Locals, says, I agree, yet we are under the assumption that the Hippocratic Oath is still in effect. Sadly, it's not. They can now kill any person they want for any reason, even in withholding treatment. Children are not off limits, apparently. Check out this report yesterday from the Gateway Pundit. Divorce is a painful process, not just for the parents involved, but especially for the children caught in the crossfire. The emotional toll it takes on a family is immeasurable. And the last thing any parent would want is for their child to be further exploited during a vulnerable time, such as divorce. However, Washington University in St. Louis seems to think otherwise. A distressed parent who wishes to remain anonymous due to the sensitive nature of her ongoing divorce reached out to the Gateway Pundit, sharing a deeply unsettling letter she received from the university. The letter, penned by Dr. Susan Perlman, an associate professor of of psychiatry at Washington Washington University, invites the parent and her child to participate in a study on the impact of divorce on children. Okay, so far, nothing nefarious here, right? The study, known as CARE, Child Defect and Resilience to Experiences study, and funded by the National Institute of Health, uh uh-oh, First of all, it's named Care, so it's probably something that doesn't care for children. And it's funded by the NIH, which if you've been under a rock, let me just take that rock from over your head and let you know that the NIH is not to be trusted. They funded the worldwide pandemic of three years ago. They aim to examine how divorce affects children's stress response to systems and mental health. But this is where it gets icky. The study involves putting children through MRI scans, collecting hair and saliva, and blood samples. And then they give them a financial incentive to participate in this. I have a problem with... I mean, what are they trying to do? Look at the stress levels of children? This this just has ickiness written all over it. Let's target children who are vulnerable, take their blood, and pay them to study their misery. Something just seems off about this. And that's probably why this parent contacted Gateway Pundit and why they got the exclusive of Washington University exploits divorcing families by mining public records for child and involving blood sample collection. Oh, how did they get this information? This is uh, how they got it. Jim Hoft at the Gateway Pundit writes regarding how they mined this information. What is most alarming about this letter is the way it was solicited. The university is trolling through public court records to find families going through divorce. This is an invasion of privacy and a blatant exploitation of a family's vulnerable situation. Moreover, the letter explicitly states that only one parent is required to participate in this study with the child. This is a glaring loophole that could potentially allow one parent to subject their child to these procedures without the other parent's knowledge or consent Especially in families already strained by divorce. And by the way, they uh, the parents don't actually have to be married to be considered divorced. It just has to be a family separation. Ah, oh, this is so icky. Once again, hands off, mitts off, our children. God's children are not for sale, and they are off limits. Now, when you think of someone who doesn't respect off-limits and children, of course, you think of Jeffrey Epstein. What's the latest on Jeffrey Epstein? Let me bring you up to speed. Let's start off with something that triggered my memory. Now, the Intelligencer has been doing a, a good a bit of reporting. So have other outlets, but you don't hear much about them like Bloomberg and what have you because of the JP Morgan suit. I'll get to that in a second. Intelligencer actually had an update last week. Who are the newly revealed Jeffrey Epstein Associates? And we found out some new names that Jeffrey Epstein had been meeting with. Now, this is over the last several months. This this part of the story is not new. It's been going on since June, uh, July, uh, August, or what have you. But what I found to be very interesting was this. Of the newly revealed Jeffrey Epstein Associates that we've gotten within the last few months were Bill Gates, Leon Black, Thomas Pritzker, and Mortimer Zuckerman. One name that jumped out at me is Thomas Pritzker. Why? Well, Thomas Pritzker is a part of the Pritzker family of billionaires having to do with Hyatt Hotels. Well, why is that interesting? Well, if you recall, uh, there was a Penny Pritzker, which was part of the Obama administration. And Joe Biden just announced a few days ago That she is the new U.S. Special Representative for Ukraine's economic recovery. And Penny Pritzker is also of the Pritzker-Hyatt fortune and cousin to Thomas Pritzker. Guilty by association, knowing how these evil, wicked families operate. I'm not going to say she's guilty by association, but that sure is close to Biden, isn't it? All right, so here's uh, the latest as of a few days ago per, uh, per Bloomberg. Uh, actually, good news as far as getting information out there. Lawyers for Jess Staley can question the Jeffrey Epstein victim who said she was sexually assaulted by the former J.P. Morgan Chase and company executive in her class action suit against the bank. In an order made public last week, the U.S. District Judge Jed Rockoff, in New York, ruled that the deposition of the woman, identified only as Jane Doe, would take place in person this month in the city where she now lives. Doe had previously expressed fear of facing intrusive questioning and demands for evidence by Staley. J.P. Morgan agreed to settle Doe's uh, suit for $290 million in June, but is still suing Staley, its former private banking head, to hold him responsible for any costs it it incurs over Epstein. According to the bank, Staley withheld information about his relationship with Epstein and acted to have J.P. Morgan retain the sex offender as a client. So, she is going to go uh, on record and we will get more information Um, as this develops, as anything comes out. I just wanted to bring you up to speed that stuff, stuff is still happening with Jeffrey Epstein, even if you're not hearing about it. All right, I want to talk about GOP Representative Tom Emmer, who introduced very interesting legislation to, I don't know, fight back against the beast system. House Majority Whip Tom Emmer reintroduced his flagship legislation, the Central Bank Digital Currency Anti-Surveillance State Act, signaling a strong counter move against the Biden regime's overreach into Americans' financial privacy. Whereas J.P. Morgan wanted everything to be private with Epstein, the government wants to be intrusive in the finances that you have and I have. Emmer has uh, rallied a significant block of 50 original Republican co-sponsors, underscoring the concern among conservatives about the implication of a government-issued digital currency. At the core of this legislation, it's a principle that a central bank digital currency, unlike decentralized cryptocurrencies like Bitcoin, would give the federal government unprecedented powers to monitor and control individual financial transactions. It would be just like China has with their Social credit. That's exactly what they're trying to do. And that is what the Honorable House Majority Whip Tom Emmer of Minnesota is fighting against. Quote, The administration has made it clear President Biden is willing to compromise the American people's right to financial privacy for surveillance style central bank digital currency. That's why I'm reintroducing my legislation to put a check on unelected bureaucrats and ensure the United States digital currency policy upholds our values of privacy, individual sovereignty, and free market competitiveness. How about this? How about we don't even have a central bank digital currency? Now, as far as moving toward the beast system, we're getting this out of Australia. Australia's fifth largest bank um, has announced its transition to digital-only transactions. Starting from the beginning of next year, the bank will begin phasing out all cash, check, and phone payment services in it's 80 branches by November of next year, a little bit over a year from now, all in branch trans- cash transactions will be completely discontinued between January, 2024 and November, 2024, we'll be phasing out our cash and check services across all uh, Macquarie banking and wealth management products, including pension and super accounts. The bank said in a statement, You think they're the first or the last? Do not hold your breath. Speaking of holding your breath, I know that's a very, very weird segue, but bear with me. Medical professionals are finding it increasingly challenging to distinguish between COVID, allergies, the common cold, and the flu. Gone are the days when the loss of taste or smell and a dry cough were the telltale signs of the coronavirus. According to Eric Eiding, Vice Chair of Operations for Emergency Medicine at Mount Sinai in downtown New York City, the symptoms have shifted. It isn't the same typical symptoms that we were seeing before. It's a lot of congestion, sometimes sneezing, usually a mild cold. He mentioned that a sore throat usually appears first. Here's the thing Aiding admitted that the only reason they identified COVID was due to testing, otherwise, it would have been mistaken. For a mere cough or cold. In other words, COVID is just like the common cold, flu, even allergies. And the only way they were able to even narrow it down is through the testing. Maybe, maybe, just maybe, those tests are inaccurate or are just testing for a strain of a cold or flu. All right, I want to end with this. With this. This is my favorite protester. An armed man wearing a neon yellow and orange safety vest protested near Joe Biden's Wilmington, Delaware home on Sunday. By the way, Delaware is an open carry state, so he wasn't breaking the law. And the protester held a sign that read, Bidens are criminals. 20 shell companies, where's the laptop? 10% for the big guy. Love it. I love it using his right as a Delaware citizen and as a citizen of the United States with a Second Amendment right to lawfully protest near Joe Biden's Wilmington, Delaware home. If only our J6ers were afforded that same freedom. They'd be free, not locked up, right now. We're in a situation where we have put together and you guys did, did it for our administration, the President Obama's administration before this. We have put together, I think, the most
1: extensive and inclusive voter fraud organization in the history of American politics.